Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, man. We're we're good. We have AC again. So you know what? Today's already well. This week has already been a win. So we're recording at the house again and not at the library. But again, thank you, National Public Library, especially the Hermitage Branch, for uh, I guess helping me assist in my recording without even knowing that you were doing it. So yeah, had the uh, extra, extra option. Yeah. And hey, they liked my post, so you know what, you know, kudos to them. But I've always, we've always loved the Nashville Public Library for all their things they offered. And when kids did story time, and I went every Wednesday, like clockwork with both of them. Yeah, yeah, always there. They've made some great friends, and uh, it's just great now that they get to watch them be a lot uh, age out of it, I guess. But yeah, so tonight or today. Usually we record in the morning, but you know, when we have a guest, we usually uh, record at night. So we're doing tonight. Tonight we have a returning guest returning back after a, it seems like forever. And I think it kind of has been actually uh, n- our Valentine's episode of 2020, I believe it was. Oh, it's been a minute. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Our amazing guest, Laura House, is rejoining us. Thank you, Laura House. She is. Of course, co-host of Tiny Victories podcast, which I know all of our listeners listen to. Amazing. I love listening to it every week. Um, she also was a was the was a writer slash executive consultant, which I can't wait to hear what that job description is. And uh for side hustle on Nickelodeon, which uh I enjoyed watching and so does Grayson. Oh, fact, that's such a fun show. She's still doing probably before she goes to sleep. Nah, and then uh, also writer on Sec- Secret Life of Boys 2 mm-hmm. and uh, also starred for those of you that are um, that remember it from MTV from Austin Stories. But also, most importantly, amazing stand up comedian. Oh, ladies boy. and gentlemen, Laura House. Laura, Hello. welcome back. I started <laughs> talking before. You actually introduced me. I'm sorry. That's, what a faux pas. Which, it's, like yeah. I, it's like I ran on stage while you were still. Oh, my God. I mean, if you were to run on stage <laughs> while I was saying something, I sure would be exponentially better than whatever I'm saying. <laughs> uh-huh. So, but no, thank you for coming back and joining us. It's, of course. It's uh, been long, been a long time. So, yeah. How are also, you? you know, it's been a weird couple of years, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, 20, anything that happened in 2020, it's like, oh my God, I've moved, I've probably moved three times since yeah, I was on yeah. your, <laughs> on your show. Yeah. The pr- I mean, well, what a bizarre, yeah. what a bizarre, bizarre, yeah. <laughs> it, and I feel like my brain is trying to erase it. Like my brain is trying yeah. to just go, no, 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 we're, everything's fine. Just, we're like, we're, we're good. We're, I guess we talk about it, but be, I feel like people aren't talking about it enough. Like we're all traumatized, yeah. right? I mean, I just yeah. wouldn't think we all we're all PTSD. just like trying to do what? <laughs> we all have PTSD from it. Yes, I yeah. think so. I think I mean we have we must. We In must. Yeah. And but but I think everybody's just like, okay, things are almost I'm just gonna pretend they're normal. Like I just have to I just have to move forward and yeah, maybe we'll be mm-hmm. ready to unpack it in a couple of years. 
True. I mean, honestly, I haven't recorded with Patrick, I don't think, since before we all three talked the last time. Oh. Oh, We'd, in person. Oh, it, like yeah, in person. Yeah. Like, because Patrick used to come over to the house and we would just sit yeah. next to each other and record. And then that the, actually, it's the same dining room table I'm at right now. Oh, oh look at simple. that. I just thought about that. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. No, it's the same. Well, our podcast, yeah. Tiny Victories, that it's on yeah. Maximum Fun, which is a really cool network. Yes. And I do it with Annabelle Gerwich, <laughs> who's very fancy, even though she gets yes. very mad when I call, say she's fancy. Um, New York Times bestselling yes. author. And she mm-hmm. was co hosted dinner and a movie for years yeah. on TBS. Yep. And she was one of Murphy Brown's secretaries on an episode and like lots <laughs> of acting, lots of books. Anyway, she's, she's pretty great. And, um, but on there, we, we, we had talked about it when it was normal times and then we pitched it and got it picked up on, um, maximum fun, that network. And then, but as we went into, as we were getting ready to go into production, it, lockdown and then from when i talked to you in 2020 mm-hmm. i show ran uh i was showing our executive producer of a show in the uk that year so i spent two months in ireland so like we for basically never were in person we were mm-hmm. in person like twice and then the whole world changed and then it was years of like i'm in ireland that you know it's two in the morning and we're trying to sort of the time you know and recording yeah. from there and do it, you know, it was a lot of, um, on the run, but also kind of, um, I hadn't really thought about this, but kind of a testament to podcasting, right? The idea that mm-hmm. like, that you can, if needed, pack up and go to the library and turn, yep. you know, a little <laughs> library room into a, stu- a studio. studio, like that's right. pretty right, awesome. Right. Yeah. I almost, uh, one time I had to take, uh, I had to take my wife Ruth's car into the shop and, Cause when she hits a certain speed and you try and like say change lanes to the next lane to your left, her, her front driver's side tire starts shaking real bad. So I went to go take it in to go have it looked at and they headed in. I'm like, all right. You know, I was texting him. I go, dude, I might have to broadcast from the tire shop. Like I might have to record from the tire shop. So, um, Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll give it a try. No, uh, we actually got done in time <laughs> from the time. I mean, but I, yeah, but I had, I mean, I, was, I had headphones figure we can record from my phone. It won't be the best, but it would, oh, you wow. know, yeah. So we just, you know, I'm all about improvising, but, I'm, and it was, uh, I forgot what week it was, but it was one that I really didn't want to skip a week because we've done that before. Take breaks, you know, just, right. um, for one reason or another, but we, but for this one, I forgot what it was. I forgot what episode it was, but it was one that was like a couple of really big movies that come out. And I'm like, I really don't want to skip. I kind of want to, you know, I want to be sure we do this, this, you know, this week for sure. So, you know, it, it was, uh, but yeah, I was like, I'll, we'll, I'll improvise. I don't care. I'll go find a room, you know, closet yeah. in the house if I have you're, to. You're podcasting from the middle of a park if you need to. I know pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. I'd, well, and I actually thought about a couple of times, um, not tonight, but a couple other times. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of nice out. I might just grab my stuff and sit on the back porch with the birds chirp while we're recording. I don't even care. It'd be oh, all peaceful and kind of a yeah, serene. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, yeah. it's neat. It's neat so, that it's, yeah, it's cool that it's mobile like that. So yes. 
Yeah. Our, so yeah, since I saw you, we, I was in Ireland for a couple of months and then Brian and I had been trying to buy a house in LA, which it's so expensive. And we had no idea how relatively cheap it would seem, you know, when, when, you know, as opposed to the two years later, but it was like 2020, it was like Ireland. And then I was like, we're heading into that 2020 winter, no vaccine. And everybody's Mm -hmm. like, it's going to be horrible. And LA was completely shut down and we were renting Mm -hmm. and I was, and my, this is sad, but it's fine. And it happens, Mm -hmm. but my, my father had passed away and I was like, I own half a house. (laughs) Like, you know, my brother and I were left a house in Grand Prairie, Texas. And it really put to the test that, you know, I would have told you, nothing could make me go back to Grand Prairie, Texas. <laughs> and like, it turns out, except if the whole world shuts down and yeah. air starts to kill you. And so we put our stuff in storage and temp- like half moved mm-hmm. into my dad's old house just to like, why rent if you can't, Dang. if it doesn't matter where you are anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, we could buy a house in Texas maybe and kept going down to Austin and checking it out. So then fully bought a house in Austin and was like, so that's like 2021 mm-hmm. when we're like, maybe the whole world is different and we're young enough to start a life again and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that you're, he's a musician. He's a, he's an incredible trumpet player. And it's like, maybe Austin's a good town for you. And then we were there a year and then just, I kept getting jobs here and the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. job side hustle. And he kept coming back like five or seven times. And I came back four or five times. And then we just wanted to be back. I mean, you can't replace, yeah. even if you, even if your work is thriving, like 20 years of friends yeah. and everything. So we moved back in May. We moved back three months ago. Wow. So <laughs> that's been my couple of years. That's been yeah. my two. We literally moved three times. Yeah. That's crazy with us. It's a little crazy, but it was a crazy, I mean, you know, if, if not during a global lockdown, then when, when are you going to try something new? Right. I mean, in Austin is a good place to live. If you, if you, if you, if I mean, no, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, it is kind of hard to find things to do there. uh, Yeah. If only, (laughs) if If only only they had had a, you know, maybe thriving. a festival, like they should have yeah, festivals or something. They should, like, they should have like movies, maybe music, like gatherings that celebrate yeah. entertainment in some way. Uh, maybe they, maybe some they way. should look into that. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, missed opportunity, yeah. Austin. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it really is you like know, land of festivals. Like every yeah. weekend is like three festivals in that town. That's the no was lovely. And I went to college yeah. there. I, you know, like apparently there was an influx of like a hundred thousand people from California that went to Austin. And I I wore like a badge of honor, like, mm-hmm. oh, but I went to school here. Like, yeah, I like I, like <laughs> like I'm grandfathered in. Like I right. like, I yeah. I have a claim <laughs> here, you know. I went to UT exactly. with fifty thousand people. I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> True story. And then True I story. left. So I'm sure people yep. were happy about that in some way (laughs) they're really i mean they're like please stop coming like they are just like get out of here it's so crowded there um nashville's that way now because everybody from california is moving here yeah in fact in fact somebody from california bought our house which i don't really care to to rent it out 
so that they could rent it out, which is fine. I don't care. Yeah, we're not there anymore. We're not there anymore. Yeah. That's all I care about. Wow. So, yeah. No. But, it's, uh, people in California, it's so expensive here that people just like were like, I mean, but, a lot of people in California are aware. It's it's money and looks mm-hmm. are very relative to to California, LA, and the rest of the world. So, like, mm-hmm. you're sitting in California, you're like, I'm a poor six here, but in lots of places, I'm a I'm a pretty wealthy nine. <laughs> so I think a lot of people were like, I, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go live life as a wealthy nine. And I, maybe that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to live yeah. as like wealthy eight and a halfs. And then uh, right. we came back. We're back to poor nines. <laughs> poor sixes. We're, we've been humbled. But, but the thing is, are you happy though? And that's all that matters. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was neat. It's, um, I keep going on about this, but there was something Mm -hmm. just for like anyone who, I mean, you talk about movies and Mm -hmm. so entertainment related, like, you know, I'm from Texas. So Hollywood was a dream and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that is, you know, we're all fascinated by these things. Everyone in LA that I'm aware of, like everyone that I've ever talked to. And I even, I I told you I was at a party with Terry Crews Mm -hmm. the other day. Like I came up with him too. And he nodded. Everyone has an exit strategy. Everyone ha- has mentally has a plan B. Everyone in Los Angeles has a like, well, if it doesn't work out and it's always something like bakery in Portland, <laughs> like <Yep>. everyone is like <laughs> bookstore in Reno, like everyone yep. has a, like a town career mm-hmm. that where they imagine they would just be happier and it would be easier and there's less yep. hustle and they, like that it would be like a cozy, charming, you know, I'm going to start a cheese market in Maine, you know, like everyone has some, and we tried it. Like we did our, you know, well, what if we, what if I write books and you play trumpet in Austin? And then we were like, missed LA for lots of reasons. Yeah. So we tried it. It took, it was a long way to go. Oh, LA is home. So it was, it was like a gift in that. B- backwards way <laughs> like because it never la never felt like yeah it always just felt right. like a, a giant monster trying to kill you every day uh turns out it's probably just the people <laughs> more it's a little today. bit of both it's yeah. a little it's a, it's yeah. home which is a giant monster trying to kill us right so if not no, with I, traffic I, then with <laughs> just rejection so it's funny you bring traffic up so i oh. i texted you a while back when we when we had uh back in March when we went to LA. And oh, yeah, 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 bi- yeah. And that my biggest fear going on this trip with the family and running a car and all that, my biggest fear was getting around and that I because when you don't live in LA, the all you hear about are horror stories about the traffic in LA. Oh yeah. And you hop on the four or five or whatever and you get on and it's just horrific. Mm-hmm. And after about 15, 20 minutes of driving, I'm like, well, this is not any worse than Nashville. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, oh, this is nothing. This is basically just Nashville traffic. <laughs> it's like, it's wow. Oh, oh, construction. I'm okay. sorry. What to do? Mm-hmm. Is, now, did, the so one... did, Nash- did Nashville do a thing like Austin where it's like they're made for, like Austin's made for like half a million people. And now it's like a million something or right. what, like that just the infrastructure isn't there to 
Like it's yeah. just burgeoning with people. Is that what happened? Well, and nobody like lives in Nashville proper. Y'all just like nobody lives in El, you know, Los Angeles. Everybody lives in their or you know suburbs yeah, it's of it kind of and like so, 150 okay. tiny little towns or yeah right yeah and that's kind of how nashville's kind of laid out too is that everybody lives you know we live essentially east we don't live we live 20 25 minutes from downtown at best right. uh, once you get on the highway and but that's in every place you go is 20 25 minutes you know, uh, each little suburb that you live um, in, it's at, yeah. at minimum, unless you're driving in the morning, depending on what time, then it's about 45 minutes to an hour. Yep. Um, yeah. and I so can. now the one thing LA has that I wish we had that, but it tripped me up the first time I ever dealt with it was the on-ramp stoplights, like getting onto the highway. Oh, that has the that there's that a little you know light you can there sometimes. On. Yeah. Yes. Where you can merge on and not, mer- but you have to wait. Yeah. That tripped me up. I yes, I was. I was like, oh my god, I'm like, I don't know what to do here. (laughs) It's like, and it it really tripped me up. But once I got used to it, I'm like, we need these. It's like, I wish we had these. Yeah. So at least there's not just constant movement of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I that's true. It's I when I had gone back to Texas, I I realized like the on and off ramps in Texas are exquisite. Like they're mm-hmm. so well done and so, like chef's kiss to yeah. the on, on and off. They're always right. even like if there's an on, there's an off and there's very often an exit and then a loop around in mm-hmm. case you, that's not your exit. And it's, there's one, if there's one on one side, there's one on the other. And in California, it's like, sometimes there's one on one side with it, but it's basically going one way. These are the exits going the other way. It's a totally different set of exits or this one circles or, or and it's like it was maddening because i was like i i didn't know it's like they went out of their way to be confusing yes it took a while it, yes and that happened to us in santa monica i think oh we we missed one and then had to go way down and then get, yeah. get turned around and go way on back i'm like yeah, and if Seems you're like doing that on the one, you're like, oh, okay, I mean, yeah. nice view of the beach, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, where can I turn around? And... Right, and that's what happened, actually, because yeah. <laughs> that's where that's we were trying nice. to get. Yeah, but, yeah you really was... just have to, like, relax and enjoy it here, the yeah. traffic, like, audiobooks it's... help me. Oh, I I put, I had a, or I had a playlist, I'm like, okay, these are all yeah. the songs I wanted, these are all the songs I wanted to listen to while we were here, so. Yeah, catching and up all on like... podcasts. And, yes. Uh, yeah. That's what it's for. Speaking of podcasts, yes. you have a podcast. Oh, yeah. Two, actually. I mean, not to, <laughs> mm. to brag too much. I believe your husband was on one of them. How about that? Oh, yeah. Um, He's exciting. Yeah. He is the best. He's um, playing with Oingo Boingo tonight up north somewhere, maybe at the something-something uh-huh. winery. Something-something <laughs> winery. It's in Silicon Valley. Then, oh, man. Uh, uh, poor guy. Well. I hope he has uh-huh. some fun. Yeah, I hope he has some kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he does too. <laughs> Patrick, what's new, buddy? What's new? Uh, not much. Just um, working. I did work the uh, football game yesterday. Oh, got, got to see Vanderbilt win. At, at what time? Huh? Well, <laughs> at, at what? At what time? <laughs> I mean, they were pretty much ahead, but they almost gave it away. But yeah. they, get, no. they were. They were. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, because I, yeah, yeah, because I know the game was delayed, what, 
We actually got out. We actually got out right on schedule. Surprisingly, oh. like kickoff was supposed to be six oh two, didn't mm-hmm. start till six twenty four, and oh, okay. um, it was actually out. Like got decent out time. Okay, it was out before cool. eleven. I thought it was going to be out Good. after eleven or eleven thirty. Oh, but that rain came through, kind of cooled things off. Had a lightning delay, and um, of course the band didn't get to do what they normally do, so they didn't yeah. get to play prior to the kickoff. They didn't really get to practice at halftime, but everything still went well for them. Um, got kudos mm-hmm. for keeping people from walking through their section, you know. So that was mm-hmm. that was look good. Yep. Hey, and, look uh, at you. Yeah, I mean that's my that's my section. <laughs> that's, where <laughs> I work, that's where I work every every yeah. every season, every game. That's nice. where I'm at. And uh, nice, but it was good. It was good. It was cool. Um, everybody behaved. wasn't a lot of lot of crowd, not a lot of people this time. I so we'll see how. That, well, how I mean they were. It also they were playing some yeah. rain. I mean, some small was, team and team from Cal- North Carolina, but um, yeah. it was more people than I thought. Like initially, yeah. when we got there, you usually have tailgaters and everything mm-hmm. around everywhere. They came in later, and then, you know, it was decent, decent for, for yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Cool, cool. Um, Kyla doing okay still. Yeah, she got um on her geometry tra- test. She got a ninety four. Nice. She says she was scared, nervous, thought she was going to do bad. And I just told her, like, no matter what, always think you're going to do great. Even if you fall, just always think you're going to do great on your test. You know, yeah. anything you're doing, always think you're going to be great. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. 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 So I had the pleasure of taking York and four of his friends to the mall today. Mm. Now. Oh, how old? I, how I, old? Sorry. How old so York, York will be 12 in December. So ah, they're all middle schoolers. At the four, okay. four middle five. Well, including him, five, five middle schoolers. Me just trailing back, just letting them do their thing, and I'm just cool. I'm dad. just there to be sure, you know. Well, I'm about that. I'm just like I'm just gonna stay back, let y'all do your thing, keep them in your eyes. Um, just kind of keep. <laughs> yep, just as long as I can keep track of where everybody's at. I don't care where y'all, what stores y'all go to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny. So this is a. The over at uh, Opry Mills Mall, which is a huge mall that Outlet Mall more was, yeah. um, but it used to be where Opry or yeah Opryland theme park used to be, mm-hmm. and then they tore. Apparently, I mean it's before my time, before we lived here, but then they tore it down, put up a big mall. Anyways, um, when both York and Grayson both were small. They have a carousel in the middle of the food court. And I used to take them both, put them on there, and we go. Yeah. We're going to the food court, and <laughs> they're like, Dad, we're going to go ride the carousel. I go, you're going to go ride the horsey? Because that's what we used to call it, because York always wanted to go ride the horsey. Yeah. <laughs> sure, and you're like, yeah. I'm like, you haven't done this in how many years? And so the four of them at the time, because he was still waiting on one of his other friends to show up, uh, the four of them all got on and did did the one that's kind of like the teacups Matt had her teacups and yeah. where you just spin so they got on that one and <laughs> it was adorable Aww. i absolutely i just had i had a blast just watching him interact with his friends and just he was just so excited just yeah. to be able to go and do stuff with his friends out of the house you know just socialize and cuz he knows that i'm going to be I'm not going to be like hovering over them unless they do something dangerous, you know, 
yeah, dangerous or foolish, but otherwise I'm going to let them do their thing and just stay on back and then whatever. But I end up when I went in and just, uh, instead of trying to have like each one pay for, I'm like, here, just it's four. To, I, I got this. All right. <laughs> you guys who ride the, you guys can ride the carousel on me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. That's that's like, it's just going to be, it's worth it just to watch poor middle schoolers on the carousel. Aww. But no, they, that's- but they, they went, they all like anime. So they went and went to these specialty stores to look at anime stuff and different things. Um, I was on the hunt to try and find anything else I could find for Grayson since her birthday is Saturday. Oh, so, oh, eighth, yeah, eighth birthday coming up. So Aww. I'm like going to try and see if I can find a couple. Of, we we end up finding like one or two. So had to keep that in the car until later. But um, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, her and her mom were just hanging out today while I took the middle schoolers to the mall, and then you know we did that for a couple hours, and then um, afterwards, you know, I was like, you know what, this was a blast. I'm not near as stressed as I was planning on being. <laughs> Because the mall was well, the mall's very busy, and so that's another reason. I mean, it's not like when we were all growing up, and you know, parents would just let us run loose at the mall and you know, not yep, pick up and come on, yeah, totally. Yep, one mom takes and the other picks up, yeah. So, but no, I was like, it's not that kind of time anymore. So, Mm -hmm. but y'all can, but I told all the other, you know, all the other parents can get a hold of me or them, and you know, it's we established a time and a location and then bring them back. And, you know, they all you know, thanked me and everything. I'm like, no, this was great. They, these kids are amazing. Yeah. I said, I would be happy to do this again. Any, any time. I said, they, they're great. So wow, um, that's great. That's a, yeah. I mean, all that was taken away from them, which is yeah, so insane, yeah. you know, yeah. They're so and, long. So, and I mean, they, cause they go to school and they go home and they're usually, facetiming or playing games on the computer or on the Mm -hmm. you know console or whatever but they're never they're very rarely um actually out and about at places and okay you know for grayson it's a little bit different well i mean even for her she it's easy i get i think it's a little bit easier for her and her friends to meet up somewhere and do something that it is for york and his friends because Grace's friends live fairly close and York's are kind of spread out because since they go to a magnet school, it oh, takes okay. kids from all over the city and puts them in. Um, but, you know, I tell him, I said, dude, anytime you want to go do this, just let me know. We'll go, you know, just mm. do it. We'll go. So, you know, and that's about, you know, if if we can, if we are available to do it, we will go do it. And so he's like, all right, cool. Um, but great. no, they had, yeah, they had a blast. And, you know, I think. And Grayson's going to end up having uh, a friend over for a play date tomorrow. So she'll have that. And she's very much, very excited about that because she hasn't had a friend. No, she's had, I think she's had one friend over since we've moved. And otherwise, you know, it's just, we meet somewhere and they play. So it's, uh, it's great. And both kids are doing good in school. No big assignments yet. Grayson got a 75 on the spelling thing. And, Ruth thought that Grayson might end up having like a meltdown because she didn't get a hundred percent. Cause even in second grade, she's that kid. Yeah. So, oh. But nope, she was fine, but she was fine. She was like, yeah, no, I'll just do better next time. I'm like, cool. Already doing better than me. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, but I got a 75. <laughs> uh, but no, both kids are, 
Like, uh, they're both very smart and, you know, Grayson's just enjoying her, enjoying her, uh, her holiday weekend, just doing a math workbook just for fun, just chilling. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's that one that she's the kid that asks when they're getting homework, mm-hmm. which is right. why I'm, which is why I'm glad both of them are in martial arts. So whenever <laughs> someone threatens to kick her butt because they're asking, because she's asking about work, she'll be able to herself. defend herself. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it, it, they're doing great. And again, we have air conditioning. So everyone's life is a lot, uh, a lot better. Oh, and uh, it is the Fourth of September. It is my niece, my oldest niece, Avery's fourteenth birthday. So oh. also got that going on. So I still can't believe that. That's still blowing my mind. Um, but yeah, and uh, we also have already got the Halloween stuff out and have decorated as as such. So, oh, happy uh, Halloween! We had to, come. Yep, yep, and got everything else out and grabbed. Uh, while we were at the mall, I grabbed uh, two pictures that uh are from the disney haunted mansion ride that they have oh, okay. when you right there in the lobby that they have up at the top i grabbed uh they had little ones that you could hang up i grabbed two of those so we could add those to our halloween decorations oh, so yeah it's awesome fun. yeah it was awesome <sighs> but that's i think that's about it so or what have you been watching in tv i well I know you talk mm. movies and I, there's mm-hmm. one movie yes. that I, that yes. I, I did start watching that just came out, um, September 2nd or 3rd or something. Mm-hmm. It's second or third. And, uh, so I can talk that one movie, the Elvis mm-hmm. movie. Yep. I mean, it was oh, out, yeah. I guess in theaters, yeah, yeah. it was just out yep. on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what, for TV, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we found that we blow through about a season of TV in a week, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we maybe need to get some new night hobbies or, you know, something <laughs> else. In the, but also is, I, you know, maybe we're just easing out of lockdown life or mm-hmm. something, but um, really enjoyed. Um, I'm going to throw a couple out here. Okay. Yeah. And go then for if it. there's any of these you want to follow up on, but I'll just, I, there's so many, if I don't, I'm just going to name a few. Mm-hmm. There was a um, loot on apple yes mm-hmm. um with my rudolph which i really loved um really liked um uh our flag means death which was yes. great um we found a weird little bbc show that i've never heard anyone talk about called outlaws that we really enjoyed mm. it's Stephen merchant and christopher walken yes it's on, on uh it's on amazon prime yes, yes. yeah yes. yeah so yes. fun um, we just, you know, loved hacks, the new season, but mm-hmm. we just watched, um, so what we, I finally, so a couple months ago, I was like, well, we've, we're dying to watch better call Saul, but we don't have like normal cable. Mm-hmm. We just have this, some streaming stuff. And so I was like, well, fine, I'll get AMC plus. And so I ordered AMC plus and AMC plus is like, we don't have the new episodes of better call Saul. And I'm like, you don't have the new, episode. you know, it's like, it's like you go to Bob Odenkirk's house. Do you have the new episode? No, nope, I right. don't know where to get them. Like, like, well, then who has them? And so I just bought them. Like I'm, this is yeah. so out of my nature. But yeah. I, I was like, you know what? Fine. I just bought them from Amazon. So we, we're so into, I actually didn't love the final episode, but 
generally through the season, I at some at one point I was like, oh my God, I care more about Saul Goodman and Kim Wexler than my own family. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how compelling it was. I was like, I care more about what happens to them than what happens to me and Brian. I was just like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, it was so compelling. And great and such a bizarre love story and, you know, backwards way into that. So we really loved that. And then we just watched The Staircase with Colin Firth, which is bizarre. I don't need another movie about Michael Peterson. I don't care about this person or this. I mean, not that I don't care about a murder. Someone lost their lives. But like, I it was so un-Colin Firthy that Mm -hmm. I was, I could not. I, like I would like wake up thinking about it and just like he call it I Mr. Darcy played <laughs> Michael Peterson like un, yeah. unbelievable and um and the last movie stars with um about Paul Newman and Joanne oh Woodward yeah I've been wanting that, um, I've been wanting to watch that it's a docu I I think you'd love yes. it especially yes. if, you, if you love film and and movie well and he's stuff. one of my He's one of my favorite actors all time. Well, it's it's good news, bad news. I'll yeah. I'll prepare you for it's, it in that way. I don't I, I don't know what you think yeah. about Paul Newman, but that I certainly was surprised by a couple of things. Well, I just go with the assumption. Not I mean, even the even the best people you know probably still aren't. I mean, because they're still human. Sure. Not everybody's gonna not everybody's gonna be perfect. So I'm like. I go and with it was, that. So. And it was kind of um yeah, I was just surprised oh. by some things, but I and it was kind of great in that way too, because it really was like, you know, of course there's the image that you're like, oh wow. And then you're like, these are real people, real problems, you know, yeah. real life and just a also just a beautiful love letter from like Ethan Hawk and a bunch of really great actors mm-hmm. about these people, but also just people who truly love their craft and yeah. you know, it was, it was cool. It was uh, Paul Newman had um, paid for a, um, I guess a documentary about their lives. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously years ago he's been, he's passed away for a long time, but it's yeah. um, some, so they had hours of recordings of you know hit his ex-wife his kids you know all these stories yeah hours of recording and then he burned them wow he burned the tapes like at some point he was like just decided he did not want that um to exist i guess and yeah he uh but there were transcripts so that were not burnt and so ethan hawk and it had to have been a million people put together a docu-series from these transcripts telling the story of, of these people and how they mm-hmm. became stars and their lives as stars and their, their lives at the end and um, had wonderful actors like playing these parts, you know, of Gore Vidal and of you mm-hmm. know people they knew and George Clooney reads the role of um, Paul Newman and Laura Linney. Is, That's uh, 100% fits. Yeah, it's lo- it's that. it's it's really I, it's really lovely. I think because I I honestly think that like Clooney playing Paul Newman's perfect because Clooney, to in my opinion, Clooney's the closest thing we've had 
to Paul Newman since Paul Newman. Yeah. Just that that kind of charm and wit and just, uh, yeah, like their acting chops are pretty much very similar. They could do comedy. They could do romance. They could Mm -hmm. do dramas. Like they could, it's very similar. So I, yeah, that checks out. I think so. And it was neat. And it was done on Zoom. Oh, wow. So, I mean, huh. it was clearly a pandemic, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah. It's you're looking at it through Zoom and, you know, and then a lot of old footage and stuff. And anyway, yeah. it, it was really it was neat. And Brian's mom came and stayed for a week mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. us. And so we watched it with her some. And, you know, so it's going to mean different things to different generations. So that was Yeah, sweet. exactly. Yeah. Um it's well, it's almost one because you know, if you think about people that have done, you know, did things when they were younger, did foolish things, and then they're going back and rehash, having to rehash that, and they've like tried to do whatever they can to become a better person. They probably wait. What do you mean? I just mean like just in general. I could see like with him like burning the tapes and stuff like that. Like maybe oh, he doesn't want it to relive. None of that something. was. It wasn't when he was young. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, I mean, watched that it, was like. I, I mean, because I'm was like trying to understand. He's it. an established movie star. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, you mean maybe somebody said something in the tape about something yeah, when he was young? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, because yeah, I know I he went know. through. I mean, they yeah. didn't offer any. N- nobody seemed to have a reason on why of why he got what? rid of the tape. That's so weird. Interesting. Got me. It was not a that I you know I also kind of have a bad memory for details. Maybe they mentioned it, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they really knew. Okay. So so a little bit. It's invasive, really, to just go like, well, we want to know. We want to know what happened anyway. But I mean, there were transcripts, so right. I I never asked questions in the moment, so I was just right. Like okay, I guess I guess it's fine. That's a. It's like okay, that seems a little extreme, but okay. Yeah, I mean, he. Like, I guess he paid for it, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, like a like a little the the when Jed Apatow did the the Gary Shandling thing about his his diaries and mm-hmm. his journals, mm-hmm. you know, on one hand, it's neat. It's neat to see, you know, a comedic genius and and what's he telling himself and what's he writing right. about. And then a little bit, it's also like, hey, man, like nobody. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I know he's he's dead, but like, should we really be reading his diary? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a little much. It, it might <laughs> yeah. be, yeah, yeah. Like, it, maybe it wasn't okay, but anyway, that was that was lovingly that done. Then the show I've been obsessed with, which I would guess you are as well, but Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal on HBO. Yes. Wait, I it's no, like that watching one I have not watched it. It's like watching comedy be invented. Okay. It's, it must, I was like, this must be like when people watched Ernie Kovacs for the first mm-hmm. time and you were just like, I didn't know this was com Like, this is something right. I've never seen before. It's unreal. Okay. I want to write that down because I haven't, I thought I was like, no, wait, that's not what I've been watching. I've been watching The Resort, which is on Peacock. Completely oh, different oh, how's that? Oh, it's enjoyable. It- yeah, yeah. It's a uh, yeah because you have to follow because I love uh, Kristen uh, Milioti. Um I loved her in Palm Springs um, with oh. uh, Sandberg and oh okay uh, she was in I forgot the name of the show but it's an HBO show with uh, Billy Magnuson. Um, 
where he like they share a, chi- a brain chip together and so he can see what she's doing and oh. vice versa anyways and uh kevin nealon i think kevin nealon's in it too it's a weird kind of bizarre comedy but it's good i forgot the name of it though mm, okay. um anyways um her and i'm already blanking on the guy's name uh that's in it uh they go to this resort to kind of fix their marriage a little bit i think oh, okay it, it never really kind of lets on um but they're there to kind of work on their marriage a little bit and spend some time together and enjoy their time you know and in doing so end up uncovering this mystery of these two kids that went missing some years back from a previous time. So then it shows flashbacks of those kids when they're there and uh, uncovering this. Then they uncover this or they meet up with this guy who's really strange. He's the owner of the resort. He's really weird. And it then also goes to like hit that guy's origin of buying the resort and him having this weird relationship between like time. So it's, it's kind of like, it's like a, 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 a few sprinkles of lost where it's got that mystery and weird oh, stuff's happening. Neat. You don't really know what's going on mixed in with these kids are missing. The girl that's missing during the time period her dad is Nick is played by Nick Offerman and he's still at the resort trying to find out what happened to his daughter. Oh. So then in the, in the present time, this couple's trying to unravel this mystery of what happened to these kids. And then the crazy owner and all this other stuff. And it's all, it's basically three different time periods and they're all like 30 minute episodes. Oh, so, oh that's yeah. cool. That sounds great. Yeah. It's a very, yeah, it's very interesting storytelling. I haven't finished it. Um, mm. I'm on episode five. five Sounds like something we blow through in a week. Oh, yeah, it, easily. It's and they're short, so that's we consume also, like yes. it's just way too much media. Well, and I found that I was doing the same thing, so I kind of start slowing down a little bit, <laughs> trying to force myself to slow down. And yeah, uh, we really because should. I found myself going. What is there to watch? Well, there's this. Same thing. Sound, We're like, we get good. to the end of the internet, like every, every two yeah. weeks. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite. Well, and I, and, uh, Patrick, I don't know if you did, but I finished watching surface also on Apple TV. No, I'm still a couple episode, of Okay. I finished episode eight, uh, the other day. So I'm not a fan of the ending. I mean, it sets mm-hmm. itself up for a second season if they decide to do it, but, uh, a woman falls off a boat and loses her memory and so she's trying to re- piece things back together and it starts off with like her being the protagonist and her husband being kind of sus and also kind of you you kind of get this feeling there's some shady things going on okay and then as the episodes go on by i want to say what patrick what the fourth I episode see. you think Things start kind of ch- you find yeah. the more information you find shifting out, and you're like, hey. it's shifting. You're like, maybe yeah, the protagonist kind of is her. not a program. Yeah, oh yeah, that's her character fun. starts changing because she's starting to remember more, and then, but oh, yet I you're see. still not like the not sure. husband. The husband becomes less us, but yet he's still not a great person. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, I, and I've always told Patrick, I go, I one of the things that'll drive me nuts is. 
either a movie or TV show where I don't know who to root for. Like if there's not oh, someone really? I could, yeah, if there's like a movie I could where I can, I can't distinguish who they're who the protagonist is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It will drive me nuts and will probably take me out of it. Okay, and it drives. It's just I feel like there just needs to be. I don't need to watch something with just two antagonists. Did you listen <laughs> just, to the serial podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the, I I find that intriguing when you're like, oh, yeah. they're totally bad, and then you're like, wait a minute, like it's like oh, because then I then there. I look at myself like, oh, what made me think that? Like, what do I? Oh, what am I? I don't know. Yeah, because we're ba- we're all based in on one what information. Yeah, we're just going on what information we have. But I mean. As you find out with most things, the more information you have, and when you have a a wealth of information, you're definitely able to make a more well informed opinion. Sure. When you're given just limited, eh, you know, or being misdirected. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I like but, it. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, um, is it episode three of She Hulk came out on Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't twenty three minutes, so you know it. It it didn't feel like a commercial, so that was good. Um, yeah. but, Are you both uh, Aaron, enjoying She Hulk? I, I am. It is. It's 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 fun. I mean, I think a lot of people that aren't enjoying it were expecting a different tone with it, um, or maybe they still didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, but, maybe that was us. I, I, we I, we tried yeah. it, and I I I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, one that like Grayson and I both I had uh Grayson watch a uh, Miss Marvel because mm-hmm. you know it's a teenager, yeah, you know, story and she, you know, and a teenage girl superhero, so you mm-hmm. know, it's, and it's out of all the Marvel TV shows, it's the one that's been the most accessible for kids her age because okay. no, I mean, because she's not going to care about Moon Knight or Cap, you know, or you know, Captain America. And Moon, Moon Knight was and super was, weird, but we I couldn't was, stop watching. It was a trip. It. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I didn't even know if I liked it, but I, I'll never stop. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I'll never stop. Yeah, yeah. another yeah. one like just Oscar yeah. Isaac. I would just like yes. wake up, think like, or through the day, like yeah. he's just in imprinted my brain somehow. Like, yeah, <laughs> certain actors, Tony Collette, also from uh, yeah, the staircase. It was it's they're just. The haunting they're like yes. so good it's great it's they're in your soul yeah but anyway uh, no um but yeah this but one did she, the, did she it, like it because we oh no, she loved it she still hadn't watched the last it. she hasn't she hasn't f- finished the last episode i don't okay. think we watched that i said well i did i don't know what you were doing but <laughs> we started watching it together and then i think you left and so that's on you but yes <laughs> i watched it and i will be happy to rewatch it Oh, that's sweet. Whenever you're ready, but oh, that's yeah, good. but yeah. So yeah, I think uh, it's, oh, it's but yeah, it's it is. <laughs> my favorite part is when they're inter- They brought Wong in to to interrogate. You know, ask him about him essentially kidnapping Abomination for him to fight in like I don't know Monster Fight Club. And this yeah. is on which one? <laughs> yeah. uh, She-Hulk. She She Hulk. She yeah. Hulk. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, and brought Abomination in to fight. You know, some things. So they're they're interviewing him and then he he's and he's like yeah yeah no i definitely did all these things it's like well you know you're admitting to a crime right yeah um it's like yeah okay and then time to go and then Wong leaves and he goes through a portal it's like like deuces (laughs) (laughs) 
that's like, oh yeah, okay, that's good. All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Have to run. <laughs> I I said I loved it. That's that's my favorite. Oh, nice. And then uh and then of course the uh she hold twerking with Megan the Stallion at the end. That was Yeah, when I, uh, when I watched that, I was like, This is gonna make a lot of people uh, mad. Yep. Like I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed at it, but I was like, I could see this stirring up some problems. <laughs> I, I just saw it as there's going to be a crap ton of memes over this, and I have not been disappointed. Nope. nope. <laughs> I've, shared some, I've shared some of them. Yep. Yep. And they're, it's, I mean, it's just silly. Just let it, just let it be its thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, apparently they're kind of accurate to She Hulk's character in the comics. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that are mad. People that have read the comics are saying, well, they must not read the comics. But then a lot of folks I'm seeing this mad about the show is, is dudes, it's men. I'm just like, so I'm kind of like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm liking this. This is the first uh, series where I've watched each episode at least more uh, than once. And I haven't done that since oh, WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. And um, oh, yeah. not to say that, not to, yeah, not to take a thing away from other shows, just this is just fun, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. What is what more, doing doing something different everything prior you know was a little more serious here they're just taking a different turn see how things go yeah. it's the multiverse saga so who knows what really is going on with all this <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah yeah <laughs> so but and then i so i haven't made it past that first episode of house of dragon because again it's i'm just it's not my thing, but I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try. But yeah. <laughs> if I find if I find something that interesting interests me more, I'm gonna watch that instead. Um, otherwise, I will. I, I'll get I'll I'll get there. I'll get there. Were you, Were you a Game but, of Thrones guy? Not really. I watched it for the pop cultureness of it, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like. I mean, I would have been fine if it was just Peter Dinklage and that was it. I would, didn't really care about any of the other characters. Just him standing just, around just, talking about just, talking about just stuff. Talk- yeah, just talking shit about just people. A, just a comedy yeah. special from yeah. Peter Dinklage. Pretty much. I just Tyrion. went an old school stand-up. Yeah. It would have been awesome. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so it wasn't, it's not my thing, but I'm glad it is. I'm glad it's there for others to enjoy. That's what I love about it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I watched the that's Lord of the Rings show. That's such a great bad review. You know what? It's I'm not, glad it's, it's there not, for no, others. It's, like that is but, the most that is the most generous. I hated it review. <laughs> no, it what, it, it's you know what? me I'm just saying. You know what? It's, who aren't me have something to watch. Yeah, I'm glad that it's being made so people can enjoy it, and you know mm-hmm. that are into that fandom. Mm-hmm. You know, Very just sweet of you. Yeah, and then because just because it's not for me doesn't you know? No, I get it. Fine. I, not everything has to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's better very generous of you. Yeah. You hate it. It's better, it's better so. than I expected. <laughs> I, was I, was, I was disappointed with season eight of Game of Thrones. So going into this, I was like, you're going to have to hook me. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't finished they, watching that. Did they hook I've, you? It has? Yeah, I, I watched the second episode. Third one's out. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll probably watch it when we're finished here. But mm. um, I'm liking, like, the first episode is more like a setup of this is the characters we have. This is the situation. Mm-hmm. Second one picks up from where it leaves off. Leaves off, and I just like where it's going. And nice. I, I just don't see this king making it through the season. <laughs> like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> probably pretty insightful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried watching the Lord of the Rings show that's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. 
Not for you. I liked. Here you go with your your backhanded. You know what? Maybe maybe you can build on the other thing. Like I'll bet a lot of people are gonna love it. Love this. Like the more you hate it, the more generous you get about someone else who might. I'll bet for a lot of people it'll be their favorite thing ever made. That's when you really hate something. I cannot believe. I can't believe the amount of conversations that are going to be happening at Dragon Con this weekend with mm-hmm. having House of Dragon out and the Lord of the Rings show out. It's a big weekend um, for them. It, it is a ginormous one. Um, so I love the Two Towers. I actually like the three movies, but Two Towers is my favorite because there's the most action, the most things going on, and there's a lot of humor in it, which you know goes a long way for me. This show... <laughs> 66 <laughs> stop you didn't even have to say but you just but. pause because <laughs> this show not so much yeah. it's 66 <laughs> 66 minutes long did not and felt every bit of it but it it <laughs> there what the reason why i paused was you it, hating it just, something and, and refusing to admit say it I don't hate it. It's it's funny yeah, because you're still it goes through every single. <laughs> it goes through Patrick every like land. He knows. He sees you do this every week. <laughs> it goes through every stretch of land and the people or the different types of people, um, and like their surroundings and you know what they do on a daily. Because this is all before everything goes to hell in Middle Earth, I guess. And I. Uh, Every time they show a piece of land and then the name of the people, I'm like, I feel like I need to be taking notes. Like I'm watching an episode <laughs> of the Earth, like I'm watching a new season of The Wire. I need to like write down the names. Like you need to have a beautiful mind board I, next to the TV to go, the, okay, all right, the, uh, here we go. Or that the Charlie Day meme with the ribbon with the thread and yeah, well, cigarette. yeah, the homeland, the yarn yeah. and the thing. I just yeah, yeah. that's and what I feel like. like I need. Oh boy, yep. this feels like school. Like, oh it does, <laughs> and I'm like. I don't, and, and by the end of it, I went, I don't think I'm educated enough to go watch the rest of the season. <laughs> I feel like I don't know enough about everything else going on because I never read any of the books. All my entire knowledge is based on three movies. Okay, six if you include the Hobbit movies, but I didn't really care for the Hobbit movies. I prefer the 1970s animated movie, which is so weird. But um, <laughs> it's it's so weird, but it's done so well, though. Um, mm. So see, a compliment. Um, I just prefer the animated. <laughs> but it, I'm going to try and stick with it, though, because I think there are a couple of characters in it that I like. So I'm going to okay. I'm going to see where it goes. But, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to watch all of it, but I'm always going to give it a chance and then go from there. There, I the mo- yeah. The interesting thing I read about that was that it's like the amount of money that it costs, the headline was like, if it doesn't do well, Amazon may close as a studio. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, no pressure. Yeah. No kidding. Like, so you, you were, you bet your whole studio. on. I mean, maybe that was just a weird PR move or something, but it was like, like, we're all in. (laughs) That's yeah. That seems like a bad investment. Like, Way to not care about your studio. Like you could manage your funds a little better or, you know, yep. I don't know. Like right? well, this, this might be it. You guys like, what a, <laughs> what's such a weird statement to issue. So the quote I read was that Jeff Bezos kid, 16 year old kid. First of all, Jeff Bezos has a kid, much less a 16 year old kid. Yeah. 
Um, secondly, he went, his kid went up to him and when he said that they were going to be making the show and said, dad, don't fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he, his kid is a big, I guess, Lord of the Rings. That's kind of what he's into right now. So his kid told, went up to his dad. And told him, don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, dang. Now it, the, the effects are great. I mean, the, it all, the, the whole thing went into visual effects. Um, 95% of the budget went into visual effects. Um, cause there's not one cast member that I recognize from anything, but, uh, it's the effects look, you know, they look good, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this proceeds. Mm-hmm. I love that they do. You hush. The link I do you like go to, do. to not say that you don't like it. It is, is amazing. Like it's incredible to watch it. it listen, I mean, the effects, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's, you know, you know. episode four was, I'm, it's probably sure. great. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I don't this, like it. I'm just yeah. saying, no, no. It's I'm just saying that I will, I will just not hate it as scene, much as I do. Yeah. The scene where the hobbits twerking with Megan the Stallion was a little bit out of place, wow, but you know, made the it, rounds. Was, it just, <laughs> yep, literally. <laughs> uh, Lord. But no, it's, it's okay. It's okay so far. For me, so you but it uh, yeah, I know not yet. I like trust me when I hate something, we've discussed it. We've discussed cats. <laughs> That's that one lives Everybody in infamy. See, there, there's yeah. back in my mind again. I made yep. Hey, you just put it well, back in you my know, mind. <laughs> yep. Patrick, it's almost been two years. Get over it. <laughs> when I saw that reference, was in the Chipmunks that was in there too. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't forget it. Yeah. But yeah. but back to the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've not watched any of the movies, either The mm-hmm. Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. I, I just couldn't get into it at the time that it came out. So this is kind of like my entry point. You know, so we'll see. I'm hoping maybe watching the show will lead me towards wanting to watch the movies. I've never wanted to watch them. I just never got into it. Like I tried. Yeah. Nah, I'd fall asleep on it. <laughs> but um, but I, I did like the episode. The first episode was kind of dragged a bit i will say but i did like it overall so i'm interested to see where it's going the rest of the season again Mm -hmm. i'm kind of leaning on this to see if it'll help me want to watch the movies since this is a prequel yeah surprise no uh no in nobody's shit talking that the uh, protagonist is is a female so the incels have you know i guess they're too focused on she hulk at the moment so my only thing with she hulk is the cgi on her (laughs) The CGI stuff. Oh that's, that's, yeah, that's that's, that's 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 body. That's the only gripe I have with it. It's just yeah. they haven't they haven't got her down yet. You know they got yeah Bruce and Hulk together. They got the, they've been working on it because they've been working on it. So hopefully they can go back maybe and clean it up. You know it's all digital, yeah. so they they can go back and fix it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like how they cleaned up what was that and Mandalorian where they had like a set designer in a scene and they had to cut him out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, dang. Uh, and I've been watching hilarious. House of the Dragon. See if I see any Star Starbucks cups. Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> Before I had it, they, they moved on to Dutch Brothers. They're no longer doing Starbucks. <laughs> uh, remember to, to Photoshop it out. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, goodness. All right. Um, let's see. Want to move on to our future presentation real quick? All right. Sure. So, again, Grayson has my iPad because somebody went to go watch uh, 
Grace took my iPad so she can watch Side Hustle because it's a pretty good show and it's on Nickelodeon. And if you haven't watched it, you should watch it because Laura House wrote several episodes. And what is an executive consultant, Laura House? While we well, while I pull I'm up a, stuff? it was consulting producer is the Col- title. Okay, yeah. So how does that work? It, it uh well i mean do you want a little showbiz lesson i mean this is something i wouldn't have known i did ask (laughs) so in tv and in film Mm -hmm. sometimes somebody has the title of producer Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and uh they mean different things almost every job so on a film a producer is probably someone who produced like meaning I found the script. I got the actors. Like they make a lot of phone calls. Like they produce. Like they bring it all together. They they brought this. They brought the actor to the director, or the took it all to the studio. That they, you know, uh, sometimes for a movie, it just means somebody had a lot of money, and mm-hmm. they lent some of the money. You know, they gave them some money yeah. to make the thing, and then they get a producer credit or executive producer credit in television writers there's five levels of writer you're a staff writer is your beginning level Mm -hmm. next level is you're a story editor or you can be an executive story editor sometimes then the third level is producer so you're a writer but now you're considered upper level and they call you producer and then you're co-executive producer then you're executive producer so the Mm -hmm. three top titles in Mm -hmm. in television writing have the word producer in it so when producer comes on a TV show, they might be a, a higher level writer or they might be someone who actually produced the show, like made all the phone calls, like on a movie, or they could mean it was just, it was their production company and, mm. you know, their money is behind it or their, you know, is behind it. So, uh, and it could be the star of the show, like, uh, Mariska Hardigay on, um, mm-hmm. SVU is a producer mm-hmm. and it's a way to give someone basically two salaries, you know, right. so you're not setting a precedent of paying the actor 4 million an episode or whatever you're saying, mm. well, that's their actor fee. And then they're also an executive producer. We pay them over here. So, uh, so I was a writer basically as the, <laughs> I was a, I was an upper level writer and consulting producer means I wasn't there the whole time. They brought me in for 13 weeks okay. to okay. help them get started on season two um, and then they extended me a little bit, but it's basically saying, um, we didn't get to have her the whole time. And, and, uh, but she, like, I contributed to a lot of the stories, but right. I, I was just there for the beginning chunk. Okay. Consulting What's producer. that? It's an amazing gig. Oh. It's, it's the best job. If oh. you can get it. Yeah. What's it like trying to write for a kid's show? I mean, that just, it seems, I don't know. I, it seems like it would be, as somebody that I used to like to write, I haven't done it forever in a day, but now I just write reports. I'm great at doing <laughs> that, I guess. <laughs> great at writing narratives. Um, but what's it like writing for a kid's show, though, as opposed to like writing for like adults, I guess? It's super fun. It's a little like um, you kind of lit up when you were talking about taking your son to the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it was about your son and his friends and whatever, but like that feeling you got like, oh, this mm-hmm. is neat. I'm watching them. And like, cause you're at the mall too. And you know what it was like to be that age and at the mall. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you have so little freedom at that age that it's like the mall. It's just this whole world to explore it. You get that feeling writing on a kid's show. Cause you're, you're like, well, what, 
seems exciting and fun and what's a fun kid thing to do. And you can be sillier, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure you can be silly writing for Ty Burrell on mm-hmm. Modern Family, but it's like you can be super silly on a on a kid's show and things can be a little, you know, it's Nickelodeon. So it's it's kind of like good, clean, fun kind of right. cranky silliness in, yeah. in a way. And this show particularly was great because, you know, as you know, because you've seen it, the um premises these three kids blew up a boat and now they have to pay the guy back so they take all these little jobs you know i mean that's essentially the there's details other than that like um uh but so so now you're like oh well what's an interesting situation where can i see them in and you know and and this show is very well run so Mm -hmm. you know when you're pitching ideas to the boss like they they were like i'd rather you say the weirdest thing i've ever heard than kind of a safe thing that you know might be expected they're like i'd rather you say the absolute what are you talking that is insane you know kind of thing like you know like let's hit it out there and then you know pull it back if we need to so it was lovely and then i was uh uh-huh i was just gonna say like hiding a cow in a in a garage (laughs) <laughs> yeah hiding in county garages yeah it was yeah i worked on that one and like but that was like you know they so in adults go to a microbrewery so the kids mm-hmm. go to a micro brewery where they get yep. milkshakes you know like you're you're kind of yeah commenting but kind of creating like because it's television you can create a neat kid world i mean part of kid shows or fantasy like you want to mm-hmm. you're a kid watching it and you're like man i mean in in my day it's like i wish i went to eastman college girls school with joe and blair and judy yep. and natalie you know like you're you, we all you know yeah. a lot of yeah. is aspirational so you're like yeah what's a fun kid universe and then as a as an adult writer you get to play in that universe for you know yeah. eight hours a day Awesome. So the micro Murray has a cow yeah. mascot who, as you know, got kidnapped. Yes. Or they had to hide, yeah. was going yeah. to get taken yes. away and they had to hide. Right. It's yeah. important. Because it was going to take, what, 20 years to get a permit? I started cracking up. I'm like, yeah, or no, six be- years, six years, six years to get a permit, I'm like, or six weeks. But to kids, that it's like six years. So yeah, yeah. you can say the yeah. dumb. I mean, and then yeah. some of it's funny too, because like yeah. you can, you can blur logic a little bit more when it's kids because there's a you know there's a little bit of magical thinking on it which is great because you know grown-up shows are great i mean i i wrote on mom i wrote on the first george lopez show i've written on you know not even half and half i've probably written mostly you know grown-up shows but yeah the kids shows are, are it's very fun and it's and it's a lot more like kind of sitcom sitcoms like yeah like i watched growing up like they're more sitcommy Six, yes you know, well and i like it it and it kind of reminds me even back i mean even some of the stuff that they got into in this show was was uh reminiscent of when you know me growing up watching saved by the bell you know and the, yeah. the, the, the silly wacky stuff they didn't have a movie they had the max and who didn't yeah, want to go you, hang out you the gotta max. give them a bar you know owls yeah. you know on happy days yeah. you gotta give them like a bar yeah. to hang out in like yeah. a kid yeah. what's a kid like yeah. I there was there was a Nickelodeon show called Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Don, and yep. I just had a brief stint yeah. consulting on that for a second. But he set it up. It's a sporting goods store that their parents own, and there's a smoothie counter. Like that was their mm-hmm. literally yeah. bar, you know, where they're like, <laughs> "Oh, give me a 
<laughs> kale apple you know what i mean like they're like they, you give them a you know you have to give them a hangout you know you have to give yeah. them a, a central perk yeah so to speak yeah no it's it, i i love it grayson loves it so oh, everybody awesome. if you haven't if you haven't watched it you know please do yourself a favor you'll enjoy it your kids will enjoy it so oh boy uh, okay uh hunt for jesus save your soul with the rent came out uh, this past Friday, and with a rated R, with a runtime of one hour forty two minutes, perfect sweet spot time. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Regina Hall as Trinity Childs, Sterling K. Brown as Lee Curtis Childs, and uh, Nicole Ber- Berry as uh, Shakura Sumter and. Confidence as Keon Sumter, written and directed by Adama Ibo. Uh, the story centers on in the aftermath of a huge scandal, Trinity Childs, the first lady of a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch, attempts to help her pastor husband, Lee Curtis Childs, rebuild their congregation. Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is a satirical comedy starring uh, those characters. And it's set up. It's really interesting because it is, it's a narrative, but also done as like a mockumentary as well. It blurs those, it incorporates the two. So it has the scenes where they're talking to camera, you know, as if it were like the office or something, Mm -hmm. one of those type of shows, but it's also done just like a regular narrative movie when they're like by themselves and the cameras aren't in the room, so to speak. So it's really interesting. It kind of, because it started out like the, like a documentary style, it threw me off when it switched. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. And their cameras, right. Cause me, I've as a person that loves the office and is, no, you know, used to watching that style. I'm like, no, there's always like either a spy cam or something somewhere, you know, where they're still watching even if they're not right there. But yeah. here, like, where's this supposed to be? So that kind of, it took me a minute to kind of get in that m- mindset of, okay, sometimes the camera's there, sometimes it's not. That's mm. that's the world we're living mm-hmm. in in this movie, and that's okay. Yeah. I just need to. That's the them's the rules, so to speak. And once yeah. I figured out how the rules of the movie went it made it a lot easier and my my movie brain wasn't like being distracted by that i was able to just sit and just watch this ridiculous movie um wash over me 15 minutes i I don't even think i was 15 minutes in but i sent you a text i go dude you gotta this movie is great i'm I'm loving every minute of this because it is so it is so Like you, and again, there's so there really isn't a protagonist in this, but because it's so funny, like it's you realize that you don't want to root for these people because they are not they pose themselves as these great people, but they are able to make this mega church. There's a scandal that a you know where they uh a fraud scandal that, you know, rocked the church. And so their congregation left. And while they dealt with that, 
they brought the documentary crew in to help kind of tell their story to kind of help bring in, help bring in more people when they reopen their church. And that's their redemption story. Or as, as he put in it, as he put in the trailer, he was like, Hey, listen, I'm Rocky baby. You know, you can't knock me down. And then she, and she says, well, Rocky lost in the first (laughs) Rocky lost to Apollo Creed. He's like, but not in the second one. You have to. You always stop at the first. I t- keep telling you, baby. You have to get past. You have to get past the, the first, first movie. One. That's the setup. <laughs> That's yeah. the setup. That's so Come cool. on. So he's had and his he's rocky so, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had that rocky so moment he's, where he's picking himself back up, picking himself back up, and trying to get moving again. And <laughs> and they're they're talking about how you know talking about like trying to be humble and all these things. And, uh, again, we're being investigated for fraud and all these money issues. <laughs> and then they're talking about trying to reopen on Easter and they show you this giant closet with all their, with all of his suits and him trying to pick one out for when they reopen on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, which one do you think I got to go with? It's got to be the Prada one, right? It's got to be Prada. I'm like, oh my god! Dropping it's like, designers. dude, it's, yeah, yeah, dropping designers on this documentary, trying to get again because they're trying to win people over. You know, just yeah. regular Joe Blow to come to their church to do this, and it's they just have this lifestyle that's just so over the top and extravagant, but yet they're trying to be like, no, we're you know we're just normal people, and they're it's like, no, no, you're not. Um. That's great. It's like it, an awesome satire. Oh, it is. It's great. It's yeah. a great satire. I absolutely loved it. Um mm. I would it's definitely one I would rewatch again for sure. Um it was I wasn't sure after I first watched the trailer when it first dropped, and I'm like, this like looks like it could be good, but I'm not sure. I really enjoyed the performances. Um I'm not a mm-hmm. this is us person. I'm not a you know, I don't need to watch people cry once a week for <laughs> You know, for several seasons, Ruth got into that. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, it's the guy that I, I even told her I forgot what movie he was in. Uh, but he was in something. I'm like, I was like, oh, it's that guy that cries on TV all the time. And then just like, he wasn't crying in that. Was it? Was he in Predators? Uh, Ooh, the Shane Black K. Brown. Yeah, so, wasn't he in there? Because he was chewing gum or whatever. I'm not sure, but I know he's in Black Panther. I don't remember. He played Killmonger's dad. Yeah, yeah right, right, that. right. And, um, I never, I never watched the the recent Predators movie, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I love I, Regina Hall, so yeah, I mostly oh, watched she her. Was, she, she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Her performance. I mean, she's basically a character actor, and she gets into her character like you know it's Regina Hall, but she gets into each character she's in. And, she's um, fantastic. Yes, funny, and when even when most she had to be serious, you believed her, you felt it. And like, there's one scene where he's practicing his his speech once the congregation and the people come back, and she's just basically reading him like, "You're not believable. <laughs> you know, you need to practice mm-hmm. this again because I'm not I'm not buying it. Like, mm. you got to make them believe it. If I'm not believing it, you're not gonna make them believe it." She read him like a book. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you gotta listen. Like, maybe she needs to be the one running it <laughs> instead of you. You take the back seat. You be the first. I know, man, right? And let her be the pastor. <laughs> yeah, I." I think one of the things that cracked me up is like uh, they're showing him around the church and everything like yeah this is like our like our we have a studio for dance um where we teach our teach our uh our youth and you know even 
has some adult classes. We have hip hop stuff, and we even have a a a Christian miming uh, class as well, where we teach our <laughs> teach our congregation how to. <laughs> I can't even get through it. How to mime? Yeah, for Christ. <laughs> Just like, oh my God. And then it comes back further on in the movie that that comes back and I, I really don't want to give it away. It comes back and I'm just I'm just I can't take what is going on in that scene seriously. Although <laughs> you need to because it's a very important scene. Yeah, but it's just I'm just like I <laughs> this poor woman. But they're both like they're perfect for each other though. Yeah, like they it's you don't really you feel sorry for them at times. Again, I kind of. The way I kind of word is that they there's a awful lot of uh, you see uh, for me it's an office thing you see a lot of Michael Scott and a couple of these characters because that's how you know just very you you love to hate them at times but you also kind of feel sorry for them a little bit not not, not too much but because they're they're victims of their own actions yeah. and that's because they're clueless on a lot of things so. Yeah. But yeah, those are that's my thought on it. Um yeah. So I started watching it before football game. So I only got maybe maybe about 45 minutes in. But yeah, I was I was enjoying it. Like I was sitting in the car just cracking up watching it. And um, but it's like there he it's more him, he's more focused on the image because there's a there's a hat that she's wanting to wear. She's like, no, baby, we can't be wearing that because it's gonna mess mm-hmm. up our image. And He's more focused on that than anything. And you see that them as a couple, what they're presenting to this camera crew, it's not exactly how it is behind the camera. You know, mm-hmm. he's got his transgressions that she's stuck by him during and still going forward. And, you know, he knows he's made his mistakes and they're trying their best to leave that behind, start new, move forward. But there's always something to remind them of what happened. You know, they're just yeah. not going to be able to leave it alone. But they're not, you know, like the best thing, kind of like when we're watch, when watching um, the boys, how when Homelander mm-hmm. comes out and just tells his, to speaks his mind, they love him for it. Where most people will be crucified, you know, he's just speaking his mind. Like if they would just come out and just say, hey, this is what happened, owned it, and just, you know, just completely owned it, maybe. But they're not really as humble as they present themselves <laughs> to be. Yeah. So at all. Yeah. And then. Did kind of end abruptly, but I get, I get, I get the message of what, mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, but yeah, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, so it's also available on. It's in theaters, but also available on Peacock if you have yeah. that streaming mm-hmm. service. So definitely. Also on uh, dropped on Peacock was uh, Jurassic World Dominion Extended Edition because oh, wow. the movie wasn't long enough already. Um, it was already 20 minutes too long, and now it has the chance of being 40 minutes too long. I, I saw that. I'm like, it. yeah, I me, I don't know. I think the kitchen sink is in it this time. It's, <laughs> it's a lot more things they threw in. Now, Man, now we thought Pratt. Uh, they were Pratt, like, Pratt, we Pratt. had to, yeah. we had to get rid of some yeah. of this precious Pratt footage that everybody's <laughs> demanding. So what I thought was, I was like, what could they have added? Maybe they had, maybe there's a commercial from the uh, with the kid that was uh, in the first Jurassic Park movie. I can't think of his name, but the boy that was in it. I said maybe there, maybe somewhere there's like him 
uh, in a commercial, like they'd zoom in on the TV mm-hmm. where it's him uh, doing a commercial for selling uh, electric dog fences, you know, those invisible fences. And he's selling those because, you know, he got electrocuted he got on that. <laughs> he got shocked on that. Anyways, wow. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where that's where my brain went with that. Ouch. So that's <laughs> kind of shocking. Um, but yeah, uh, I I I don't know. I may put it on when I'm doing, you know, laundry or something, and just I'm like, oh, hey, that's <laughs> that's new. Why not? Sure, why not? Folding laundry. There we go. We'll just do it's that. not going to make the laundry worse. Nope. It's not going to make it go away either. So we'll just keep doing that. And there we go. (laughs) Um, Laura, what did you watch? Or have you watched movie wise? Well, movie wise, I I mean, we, we've been, we go to the movies. So, Mm -hmm. so rarely. um, And then we mostly watch TV, but I did, I was, Mm -hmm. when I saw that the, on HBO, max that the the elvis movie was coming mm-hmm. on i was like oh this is great and i i think maybe it dropped on the second so i've been watching mm-hmm. it this weekend and i i'm shocked it's Boz lerman like mm-hmm. I, like i only when i looked at it like it's mm-hmm. it seems like it seems so bad you guys i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i can't even find diplomatic yeah. terms for it it's like it doesn't even look like it would be a movie Tom Hanks would watch, much less right. be in every every yeah. scene. And I mean, it's. I guess they called it Elvis to th- to throw you because it's really about Elvis being manipulated by Colonel mm-hmm. Tom Parr. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, did you guys like so, it? Oh gosh. So now I'm so it's terrible. No, no, no. You're good. No, no, no. You're good. It just looks. We like we like difference of opinions. No, but we, for the, I, I mean, there's, it's neat to see Elvis up close. It's neat how this guy mm-hmm. brings Elvis to life. It's yes. neat how the, you know, I just was like, there's something about the production of it that feels, I guess, because I guess Colonel, I guess he did talk weird, but it, it, mm-hmm. it I cannot listen. I mean, it doesn't sound like how anyone talks. And so it's this, yeah. it feels it's like a weird Austrian almost like accent he's trying but there's also you know so people can talk like that but i know that i've for example i know i've seen film Mm -hmm. and people in real life that speak a certain Mm -hmm. way and it might sound jarring to my ear initially and then my brain goes oh it's just how they talk and at no point in this film (laughs) do i go oh that's just what he looks like that it it always looks like Mm -hmm. weird makeup and i and i have read um I read some, um, you know, reviews of it where people, where some mm-hmm. people were criticizing, oh my God, Tom Hanks was terrible in this. And other people were like, well, that was the point was that, that the Colonel, he had no, he shouldn't have been invited. He didn't belong there. And so mm-hmm. he, he is meant to feel jarringly as an outsider who's mm-hmm. being a terrible person, you know, mm-hmm. in this thing. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm in a weird S- mood. I don't. I, I hate to disagree with people. Yeah. I want to. I no, want to no, think whatever you think. No, you have to. No, you have to. You have. You have to talk about it politely. And 
I I would just stop. No, and what I thought was I was like, them. oh, that's why I'm seeing tweets about Bos Lerman. Like yeah. it does not feel Bos Lerman yeah. to me at all. Like that he'll say a sentence moving the story along, and then there's just mm-hmm. like Ken Burns <laughs> pictures across the screen. Yeah. I'm just like, what? I anyway, it seems so. Weird. The part that I was able to be like, okay, this is Bos Lerman. Is one he's he incorporates contemporary music into yeah, oh, that's a movie very set. Fun. Yes, set set into a yeah. specific time period. He I did that with it. Moulin. I mean, it's all Moulin Rouge's. And yes. then he did that with Romeo and Juliet. I don't remember Australia enough to, to remember. No, sure. It's, no, it's there a was fairly, a, a yeah, very but, specific Elvis Cadillac top down mm-hmm. going down. Cause it, it does make you go, Oh, the way this sounds to my yeah. ear, that's what it sounded to them at the time. Here's this new sound yeah. and this dangerous sound. Right. You know, agreed. Yes. But and I think that the kid that played, I hate saying that the actor, sorry, the actor, sure. not the kid, just the little I'm bitty boy. Making my, yes, the played one that makes me yeah, yeah, I'm playing the I, toddler making me smell. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> I thought he did an outstanding job. Like it's, I mean, he looked looked incredible. sounded, I mean, moved just it's like, I mean his performance. And him on is stage and the dancing. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking of that too, even I've been watching it in bits and pieces, and maybe that's yeah. it too. Maybe just sit and watch it, but um, how he brings him to life, yeah. Espe- but especially on stage, like those, even, yeah. like the first time you see him on stage, and mm-hmm. he and I love the connection because yeah. this, you know, I knew Elvis's connection to gospel and mm-hmm. um, blues, church, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so, to, but I didn't know the degree, and I had never, yeah. I had never made the connection like, um. That he that he was in like black churches and the yeah. music like that that he it, that it was like moved by the spirit dancing because I I was mm-hmm. Southern Baptist for a little bit and like <laughs> just that it was I guess they're anti dance but it's like it's mm. just that like that moved by the spirit da- that he had as a yeah. boy so yeah. that was just like infused in his, so that that's yeah. what he was doing on stage I was like yeah. oh, okay I had never seen that put that together yeah so and they did point out like hey this is he did he didn't steal but he basically took what he had watched growing up and then put it mainstream i mean he loved black music yeah i don't know i feel weird saying black music but he loved like music in in this way and then you know as this guy he did yeah i mean it it is appropriated you know for sure but it was also. But they at least addressed it. They at least addressed sure. it in the movie, which they could have whitewashed over it. Well, and also it was so. Th- this is a a weird thing that like. I saw this, Twitter thread the other day that was like, and this is I, I'm embarrassed. It, it can take me a while to figure this stuff out. But I didn't figure it out. I had to be told. But like, there was a Twitter <laughs> thread that was like, here's things that were blamed on jazz and it's this whole thread and it it was mm-hmm. funny to me because brian is a jazz trumpet player, right. and it was like it was like people overeating was blamed on jazz and people staying up too late was you know obviously fornication or babies or mm-hmm. you know whatever but it was like I, even dumb dumb stuff was blamed on jazz and i was like oh haha and then someone was like yes that's people saying black people like it's just incredibly mm-hmm. racist like it's just yeah. you're just using jazz instead of and that they made that point too when like even they attacked yeah. elvis by going this whole mm-hmm. you know that we see now is horrible like 
you know, this way of life is upsetting our way of life and just like that it becomes supremacist and yeah it's so i i was trying to when we first watched this i you know i asked this to patrick i go can you think of another movie where tom hicks played the villain good point i mean and i think a lot of people have a problem with and i think a lot of people have a problem with tom hicks's performance because he's never played the villain because I cannot think of another movie where he's played the villain. Like I'm just trying to run now, through his catalog of movies, I, and I cannot I a, really think. I had a similar thought, but I, it didn't feel like that's why I had a problem with his performance. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he obviously he can be yeah. acting coached and yeah. doing well at any role. Yeah, but I right. like, and he was under enough makeup he could have. But you know, it it might be that he. I mean, you can also play a villain with a smile on your face, and you can be right. Tom Hanks and be yeah. a villain if you're doing villain yeah. shit. That there is yeah. just something very the makeup between yeah. the makeup and the stilted, and I'm sh- sure it was done for some kind of reason. But I like it mm-hmm. takes me out of every scene he's right. in, which is gotcha a lot of the film. Yeah, just frankly, yeah. but it just makes it feel like clunky and amateurish, right? To me, when obviously it's yeah. not amateurish. It's yes, Osler, but it, you yeah. know. Right, it's That's very much over the top. As opposed, so. also visually, Moulin Rouge is like wow! It's like a fireworks display, right? Like deep mm-hmm. reds and zoof, and like this feels something about it feels washed out. And um, mm-hmm. is it my TV? I mean, some of something <laughs> about it just feels yeah. like video washed out a little. I don't know. Right. Well, I took so I'm I took your, your. I'm not hating. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like it's good. I thought it would be it. I just, I just had different expectations, probably. Makes sense. Um, I took your to go see in theater, and he did. Uh, to my knowledge, doesn't know much about Elvis, mm. and but he wanted, but he wanted to go see. It. I'm like, really? All right, let's oh, go. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. If you want to go see, it, we'll go, man. That's. I'll, How did he I'll, like we'll, it? He he really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's he enjoyed fine. the music, and then just yeah, he just he uh it, it enjoyed the music. He enjoyed it's the acting. Just music. I mean, yeah. the music is going to get in you. And just to see, kind of give a glimpse of what it's like to be, you know, a very very like one of the world's most famous mm-hmm. musicians, and the stuff that happened in his private life because mm-hmm. you know he's still he's eleven, so he's still doesn't really know what happens to like famous people out, you know, when they're not performing, like Mm. the amount of stress they have to go through from their management, from their families, from their friends and what it's like just for them to go out somewhere. I mean, because you kind of saw that when Elvis got into, what was it? He's got into an argument with his parents or somebody. He got an argument with somebody and then left, drove downtown, uh, drove downtown Memphis and then was trying to find a place to park. And then as he was trying to get to the club where BB King's at and everything, club Mandy, um, he's trying to get there and he's getting swamped by people. And all he wants to do is get into his club and hang out with his friends. And he can't even get there because he's being surrounded by fans and everything. So, you know, it's kind of, it was great for him to finally watch something to where, it's like, yeah, man, that kind of happens to a lot of people. And even still, this is back in the, you know, this is back in the fifties. So, yeah. um, but he, he enjoyed it. And, you know, I could, 
nitpick on some things in the movie, but as overall, I was impressed by, I mean, for a boss, I mean, I knew with it being a Boz Lorman movie, I knew what I had an idea of what to expect. I knew it to be maybe flashy. If knew, and, maybe if I had known that going in. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my like head would have yeah. been in a, but in a, I was just struck. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. But I, I love the Austin Butler's acting. I, I can see him maybe get some, you know, some recognition at least for that of coming around award season. Maybe I don't sure. know. I mean, shit, we still got that was in a, September. Still before. four more years. Yeah, still or not four years, four uh-huh. more months yeah, of movies coming it's... out. So, but it's possible. I mean, it's. I thought his performance was that good. Um, it then just stylistically, like cinematography and stuff like that, I thought was done well. The way it was shot. Um, they incorporate again the incorporation of contemporary music with with the music with Elvis's music kind of adds that Boslerm and flourish. It's like sprinkling salt, yeah. I guess. For no, Boz, that it's is just nice. his his little signature thing. Um, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. In fact, I actually rewatched it on HBO Max. I'm like, because I wanted to wear it with my fancy headphones on, so the sound would just be <laughs> really really awesome. You really get on my tiny little monitor, but. Very large sound. So, oh, nice, Patrick. What did you think? Did you watch it? I watched it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Elvis or have much knowledge on him, but going in, not really expecting to like it. I did enjoy it as far as hearing the songs, and then that one song they played that was a little more modern kind of took me back. I'm like, you know, it just felt out of place. But I like the song. I do like Mm -hmm. the song. Um, And then the performances, as far as Mr. Butler. Like I th- felt he did good. Um, can't deny the performances, but I'm glad I watched it. But I, I probably wouldn't watch it again. It was enough for for watching once. For I mean, me. Patrick, I guess. Pat- I guess Patrick and I are just against you, Jeff. That's ah, fine. Uh, I, I like I liked Patrick, it in the moment, Pat- but <laughs> I just wouldn't go Pat- back to it. <laughs> yeah, Patrick I'm kind of like. I- I can't. I wish I could articulate even like what feels weird about it to me. Maybe I will when I get to the end or something, but. I mean that, we'll that final scene. I have like another I have like another half hour on it. Yeah, there's a scene at the end that I did I did enjoy. You know, I like that probably what you're probably coming to. I did like what happens towards the end. All right. But but now I'm excited. It, yeah, but it's just not something that I would just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go watch that again. Yeah. Yeah. You, can I uh, it's on a musical tangent, can I tell you what gets watched over and over and over in this house mm-hmm. is the um Beatles on Disney, Let It Be. Is it Let oh, It Be? Okay. No, it's Get. Yeah. How about I get back? Get back. Oh, okay. The Beatles yeah, yeah. Get Back okay. documentary. Okay. Like, again, you know, Brian's a musician, but like, right. I'll come in from grocery shopping and he's watching it, or, you know, it's like, I'm always walking in on him watching it. <laughs> like, he just sneaks <laughs> back to like spend time with the Beatles and watch them make music. Oh. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, Patrick's also not um, like he. Patrick's not one for like musicals and stuff like that. So I was kind of surprised when he said he was going to go watch it. I'm like, I mean, it's it's you not a traditional musical, yeah. but it's yeah. just it's yeah. not Hamilton. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm cool with mu- movies that have some. musical performances in it. But right. It's hard to get into it when it's it has to be like like when I watched um, what was it Chirac. That's mm-hmm. kind of a musical, but it's more like poetry rap, spoken oh, gotcha. words. 
and then but singing I'm, I'm too busy thinking like how did they choreograph this do they do they practice off screen so when they have their musical numbers they're all in sync yeah, I, in I the reality of Greece, like when did they <laughs> when did they work this out? The, yeah. the, the tell me more. Yeah. When did they? Yeah, what, what I'm sorry. Was there a <laughs> rehearsal and homeroom for? Yeah. what's happening? Yeah, I hear you. I think it's I like love that. musicals <laughs> because I like to think <laughs> that is just a world where we all know that... the dance moves. But I totally get that. <laughs> I, I made a I just sketch for that on a show one time. <laughs> uh, that that was like you thought it was like high school musical or what it, you know like mm-hmm. yeah like a girl comes in she's new and then somebody's nice to her and then she yeah. starts singing like could i belong here you know or whatever and then yeah. somebody's <laughs> like what are you doing what? yeah I, you know, yeah like, like we just made it like as if you just sang but it's not a musical like what are you what is what's going on what are you oh i'm in my last school we sang at each other <laughs> Your hair start blowing in the wind magically. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that music even coming from? What I don't know. Yeah. Do I belong here? That's I'm not funny. have fun with them. It's just hard for me to get into it. Yeah, no, I get it. Brian, Brian can't. He's decided he's completely against musicals, which I just think like, well, your heart is black. But but it's because <laughs> it's also he can't listen to music for fun since he's a musician. Like his brain doesn't can't just relax when there's yeah. music he, he's oh yeah. this is thing blah, blah, blah. so he he usually can't you know but i took him to see hamilton and he was like i just gotta say i don't like musicals i'm i'm just don't be offended and then he liked it as he, much as he loved it yeah else. yeah yep it won it, it beat yeah. him over the head like like so many people yep <laughs> beat him in it submission. Beat, beat him into and some, loving it submission yeah that's awesome that cold by uh, music yep <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was. He was <laughs> what is, what is the name of his autobiography? <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh my goodness, that was awesome. Okay, uh, let's see. I've got just one more, and so I think we talked, Patrick. We talked. You know, I was going to try and take Grayson to go see Pause of Fury the story of Hank in theaters and then it was gone. So that's always a good sign. Because, you know, there's so many kids movies to take kids to. And uh, we, you know, eight soon to be eight year old. Um, It was during the summer too. That was surprising. That was, Oh yeah. I mean, was here and gone. I'm like, that's not good. But then they go and drop it on Paramount plus this week. So I'm like, there we go. Even better. Yeah. Watch it at the house. So I told her about it. So we're gonna do this so we can watch it, you know, finally. And uh so we watched it and she got slightly distracted. Okay. Her and York got distracted. I'm meanwhile still trying to watch this. Within 10 minutes of watching this film, I was like, Are they fucking doing blazing saddles and pause of fury, the story of Hank? And then, what was it? I'm trying to remember the line they used. I go, they're fucking using Blazing Saddles in this kid's movie. Like, bit, but I mean, bit and everything. So, Pause of Fury, the legend of legend of Hank, not story, the legend of Hank. An hour, ready PG, one hour, 38 minutes long, because it's a kid's movie. So, perfect. 
Uh, Hank, a lovable dog with a head full of dreams about becoming a samurai, sets off in search of his destiny. So, uh, starring Michael Sarah as voice talents of Hank, Samuel Jackson as Jimbo, Ricky Gervais as Ikachu, uh, Kylie Kiyoka as Amiko, Mel Brooks mm-hmm, as the Shogun, George mm-hmm. Decay as Oga, uh, Gabriel Iglesias as Chuck, Asif Mandiv as uh, Ichiro, Dijamon Hansu as Sumo, Michelle Yeoh as Yuki, you know, just adding one more character into everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're making that a thing. So God, yep. that was incredible. the universe. Yes. Yes. Which reminds me, before we end, remind me I have a theory about how where DC should make its new home. So keep that. Uh... So it was screenplay written by Ed Stone, Nate Hopper, Mel Brooks, Norman Steinberg, uh, Andrew Bergman, and well, it says Richard Pryor because he's getting the screenplay credit because dun dun dun, this movie is a remake of Boise and Saddles. But toned down. Four kids. So. Interesting. But there wasn't someone who wanted to be a samurai. And was was that samurai instead of sheriff? Was it somebody or just not Thomas related? Yeah. So the, uh, the trivia I read, which makes a whole lot of sense, is that, hey, uh, most samurai movies and movies of that nature usually wound up getting back, you know, back when those movies were popular, were getting remade as westerns over here in the United States. Okay. So basically, what they did was flipped it the other way around, took the oh, western okay. of Blazing Saddles and turned it into a samurai movie. Oh, that's I was incredible! Like, oh, well, that's great. See what you did there. I was like, aha! I see what you did there. Oh, neat. So you totally the reason why, it. yep. So uh, Samuel Jackson's name Jimbo is kind of a reference to Gene Wilder's character Jim, mm. and and uh, whenever he, whenever Hank holler, hollers out "Yo, Jimbo," that's a call back to samurai movies, and which also means bodyguard. Even mm. though hit Jimbo was the one training him. To become a samurai and all this. And, you know, they're, uh, I guess, Ikachu basically, uh, Ricky Gervais's character, Ikachu, I guess, would be Harvey Corbin's character from Blazing Saddles. And Mel Brooks's character of the Shogun is playing, well, Mel Brooks's character from, <laughs> from Blazing Saddles. So, uh, and so it's, it's really interesting and it for an adult watching it um I didn't love it. I mean there's a lot of kids movies that I watch with Grayson that I really do enjoy. And I'm like, okay, I like this a lot more than I thought. This one I thought was okay. Uh for adults for kids, kids are going to enjoy it. There's a lot of silly humor in it. There's a lot of uh action. The stuff they try to make for adults are like Oh wait, is this our training montage? I th- that music's the music's playing it. I think this is our training montage. 
he's like, no, this is where, you know, basically Samuel Jackson's character is like, no, this is where you suffer. And then training montage. Um, but they literally take bits straight out of Blazing Saddles. Mm. Um, oh, well, when the shirt, the first, I mean, since when the sh- when credited, when, uh, when, yeah, when Hank shows up, uh, you know, the townspeople are getting ready. They're instead of ringing the church bell, they're ringing the gong. Mm. They, instead of the sheriff is near, uh, <laughs> of the bell, it's like, what is he saying? He said the sheriff is near. This one is the sheriff is a dog, and I forgot what they said. Uh, instead of the sheriff is a dog, because it was basically no dogs allowed mm. in the in the city, because it's all a city full of cats. Oh, okay. And the whole countryside is all cats, and dogs have their own border that they're not allowed to cross. They even make the joke of you know they had one dog that cro- crossed the border. Uh, it was a border collie, so you know made that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of low hanging fruit joke. My mind um, went right to a border collie joke. Yep. See, so, uh, so it was, uh, so they did stuff like that. And then, like, the be the towards the end when the, uh, you know, basically the villains are getting all their samurai and ninjas and all that ready, they have, uh, you know, they have this fire on these, like, pitch, you know, on these, on, uh, their little uh, torches and everything Mm -hmm. and then you know you have one samurai that farts and then another one farts and then another one so it's reminiscent of the scene of them eating beans at the camp you know oh got it it. yeah they have one giant sumo cat looking thing trying to wreak havoc which is basically mongo oh got it and then they turn mongo good and now you know big kind of sumo cat is now helping the good guys so You know, they try and go raid the uh, raid the city towards the end, and it's all cardboard people and cardboard cutouts, mm-hmm. just like in the Blazing Saddles. So it's there's a lot of bits in it, and I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying seeing how they're translating this, um, but it's I think in the in efforts to remake this movie, they didn't do anything to. They didn't do enough original material to try and make it more. You know what I mean? Like there's I not see. enough original content to kind of help kind of elevate it. And so for me, it kind of failed on that, but I still think kids will like it, especially if it's on the streaming service. Parents will love for the kids to watch it, you know, and give them something new, especially if they keep repeating things, the same thing over and over. It's something new that they can watch. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, yep. Positive Fury. Patrick, you up. All right. I think I'm going to combine these two since they're okay. first and second movie. So I watched Orphan, which originally came out July 24th of 2009 with a runtime of two hours and three minutes. Uh, stars Vera Farmiga as Catherine or Kate Coleman. Yeah, Peter Sarsgaard plays the husband John. <clears throat> Isabel Furman plays uh, Esther. And then uh, CCH Pounder plays Sister Abigail. Jimmy Bennett as the Coleman's son, Danny. Ariana Engineer as uh, Maxine or Max. And then you have Carol Roden as Dr. Virava. 
<clears throat> or Varava. So it's about a <clears throat> it's about a husband. Husband and wife recently lost their baby. Adopt the nine-year-old girl who is not nearly as innocent as she appears. <laughs> it already sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Even just your description is like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I have such a hard time with the horror movies. I'm like, oh, the sister. So, yeah, it starts mm-hmm. off with um, the wife, Kate, having a nightmare of what happened when she lost her baby. Basically just showing her and her husband going to the hospital, pregnant ready to give birth and as she's being wheeled away in the wheelchair she got blood coming out of her then it's a scene of a c-section and she just wakes up from that nightmare so after that i'm just like so you already got two kids got a son and a daughter son of which you don't really have a connection to because he comes home from school and she's trying to ask how his day is and he just kind of blows her off (laughs) but you're wanting to bring in another child (laughs) That's older, you know, nine year old, I guess about the same age as the son. And how they meet Esther, the husband just happens to go to this isolated room where she's painting and they just kind of hit it off. And then Sister Abigail with Kate comes in and they just kind of, you know, they click, so to speak. Like she just seems to check all their boxes. And so they give it like a three week timetable for when they could pick her up. And I, I don't I don't know what kind of research they did on her. They didn't, they didn't show that. It's like, hey, in three weeks, you can come pick her up. Next scene, they're picking her up. So, mm-hmm. um, but basically, she comes home. Danny's not too happy about her being there. You know, he's not really warm accepting her. But Max, who has a hearing impairment, she wears a hearing aid. She can't quite hear, every, you know, well, but hear enough to where she can make out some sounds. But her and Esther hit it off easily. And so, but things, weird things start to happen. And, you know, Kate's kind of like, okay, maybe we made a mistake. Even Sister Abigail from the orphanage is coming in and say, hey, maybe I made a mistake in approving this. Something's not right. Um, so I start, th- me, I'm thinking like, what kind of research did y'all do before y'all accepted her into your home? <laughs> you know? Right. True story. Uh, yeah. But just when the reveal comes, like, I, I mean, I just really didn't see it. Because I didn't, because this is like 2009, uh, Isabel's playing a nine-year-old. She was 12 at the time. And, but once you get to that reveal, like, I don't want to really spoil anything. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but if you've seen it or if you haven't, uh, it's just crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) When you, when you figure out what's really going on. And um, I did like it. It was like I, I think I don't I don't think I really was on board until that reveal happened because because some of the things she was doing was kind of like okay I see what you're doing but that's just ah but now I understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but um yeah it, it's a crazy movie I'm, I I would suggest it if you have Paramount it's on there so if you've got the free time check it out um but my next one. Orphan the First Kill is a prequel to this. Because obviously by the end of this, I don't think they're going to be a sequel. Unless some kind of witchcraft's involved. Um, <laughs> but this worked for Halloween. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, Orphan First Kill came out August 19th of this year. Has a better runtime of an hour and 39 minutes. And <clears throat> the director is William Brent Bell. You have Isabel Furman 
coming back playing Esther again. Uh, Rosef Sutherland playing Alan Albright. Uh, Hiro uh, Kanagawa playing Inspector Donan. Uh, Matthew Finland. <laughs> no. Different movie. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Paramount. We probably could have got away with it. <laughs> um, Matthew Finland playing Gunner. Then Jewel Styles playing Trisha Albright. So, this is more, this is a prequel. But the description for this is, after orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. So, once again, even though this is a prequel, Esther finds a way to get adopted by a family who just willingly accepts her. <laughs> brings her in. <laughs> but basically mm. what it is the the police get a call that they found the missing daughter of this family and so they retrieve her and just bring her in they don't question the fact that she has an estonian accent but the story is she was mm. kidnapped and taken for the last she's been missing for four years so she was taken away when she was four now she's eight or nine but they don't question the accent I don't know if that would happen if you take a child to a different country and she just develops an accent. I don't know if that's how that works. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, this one was kind of different. I mean, I, I guess it's going to be kind of a slight spoiler for the first one because Esther basically has a condition that makes her look younger than she actually is. Mm-hmm. And so when I know when I found out that this was a prequel and not a sequel, I was like, how are they going to make the actress Isabel look younger when she's actually older than she was? <laughs> she's already, oh, she's already, she's already, she was 12. Good, good point. <laughs> yeah, she was 12 years old playing nine yeah. years old in 2009, but that was believable. But now you have this 20 something year old trying to play the same eight or nine year old here. <laughs> So, I mean, they tried to do some fancy camera work with some, you know, stand-ins, stunt doubles, some de mm -hmm. But it was, it didn't, that part didn't quite work for me. <laughs> it didn't quite work for me. Um, but as you're going through the movie and you you get not a reveal about her, because we already know what she's, you get, you learn some things about this family that's pretty dark. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to give that away. But once that came out into the picture, things got a little juicy. <laughs> A little, a little juicy, really interesting. Um, so, as she's not exactly who you think she is, this family that she gets adopted is not exactly oh, who they present. Oh, yeah, you'd have to put the twist somewhere else, right? Yeah. Since you know. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that's all. I'll just leave that at that. So oh. that, that, that made me enjoy the movie more because as I was watching, I'm just like distracted by them trying to make her look younger. Like, mm -hmm. like up close, you see her, mm -hmm. and some of the trivia they said some of the, the actors mm -hmm. used stilts to make them taller than her when they had her in in camera. But whenever oh, they showed her from behind, they had the stunt double. So you see a kid, but when they show her, it's just you know it's not the same. <laughs> that was that was distracting for me, mm -hmm. but it yeah. But there's only so much lighting can do, I guess. Yeah, but. <laughs> If you think that's some, some filters you, on the camera. If you think that's distracting, try watching the Lord, the Fellowship of the Ring, with Man. the the way they did, the way they positioned Gandalf compared to the Hobbits. 
It's a lot of interesting <laughs> camera work. Yeah. It's called, a, you know, I could do a callback too. <laughs> but it's, it is interesting. It is interesting though. It is interesting. But yeah, but outside of that, I thought it was decent. I don't think it's as good as the, the first, but it does answer some questions. It lets you know how she got into that orphanage. Um, that I think this situation she was in made her like she is in this in the first one in a mm. way because mm. you know she had one agenda and then yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's worth again. It's on Paramount Plus, so oh, neat. Yeah. I didn't know anything about those mm. movies. You know, I just see trail. I just mm. kind of avoid horror movies because yeah. I'm like a little bitty baby, and. But you make them sound so good, like especially mm-hmm. if you know Orphan. Like this sounds like such an interesting story to tell. Like I think I like prequels, like Wicked, yeah. or you know, with like you take something as mm-hmm. a story and then you go, oh, but how did the bad guy get there? And maybe we have yeah. sympathy for them now. And when, oh, that sounds so interesting. Yeah, for a little bit, I, f- I felt a little sympathy. I was like, mm, you know, but still. Like it started yeah. off was like, oh yeah, we know what you're doing. Then after way, like, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> Did you ever see Even... the, the old old movie, The Bad Seed? Mm-mm. I, I haven't. It's yeah. I mean, just we've known for a while that just tiny little girls are terrifying. <laughs> it's like they get this little girl and they're just, oh, she's so and she's perfect, and then. Yep. I mean, that's kind of how she starts off in this orphan. She's yeah. kind of just a sweet, innocent, yeah. and then I mean, you know, from the poster, thing, yeah, she's the little things start to unravel. Awesome. Like we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what she's capable of. But then when you learn more about her, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, mm. always a reason. <laughs> I've been cool if they yeah. made the prequel a little closer to the time of the original. Maybe they could have pulled it off a little better, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, when <laughs> she has an age five years, right? I'm like she's 25, and then she was 12. I'm like now she's like Rizzo and at Rydell High. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh poor Stucker. Is she the principal of this school? No, no. I, she's right? Like, no, that's no. okay. I mean, I guess. Mm, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, real quick, trailers. We have the visitor. After a series of tragedies, Robert moves with his wife back to her childhood home. After he discovers an old portrait of a man who looks just like him, Mm. Mm. he goes down a rabbit hole to discover, I don't think a literal one, um, but I don't know, (laughs) maybe, uh, to discover the identity of this mysterious doppelganger. Bum, bum, bum. No release. Yeah. No release date for that one. Um, then, of course, we finally got the official trailer for the movie Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which explores every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his toward celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Uh it's like with the runtime of hour 48 minutes and it is coming to Roku uh, November 4th. I'm very excited for that one because I remember they did like a fake documentary of Weird Al like back in the 80s mm-hmm. and they actually incorporated the music videos and stuff like that. But it was like a very much a mockumentary style documentary. It was it was great. I remember 
renting that at the video store back when we had video stores. Um, Good old days. Uh, yep. And my local Tom Thumb grocery store in suburban Dallas. That was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And that's it for trailers. Laura House, where can people find you? Oh, man. Um, I mean, not, not, not literally. I mean, floating around the airway. You don't come here. Um, I'm uh, around. I mean, Tiny Victories is everywhere you get podcasts. We would Mm -hmm. love people to listen and call them with their tiny victories. We celebrate, you know, we look for small wins and, you know, do you saw a button on your shirt? Like we want to celebrate, (laughs) like, did you not, did you do that thing? You know, you normally wait six months to do, but you did it. Like we like to look for those, those wins to celebrate. Um, I've got some stand-up shows around here. I'll probably be on the Risk Storytelling podcast soon, and that's a great podcast for mm-hmm. podcast lovers. Risk Storytelling is great. Um, I'm doing that show in a little bit. And, um, yeah, some stand-up around here. Fingers crossed. I have a, I have a pilot script sitting on an executive's desk at a network. I, I don't want to jinx it, but cross fingers. <laughs> and done. Done. I don't know. I'm around. As soon as we hang up, I'll think of 50 other things. But LaraHouse.com will get you all the things. Yeah. Find me on Twitter or whatever. I'm Laura House. I'm super findable. Yep. And super fun. So. Oh, boy. You guys are a treat. It's a very very sweet, fun showbiz show. Like, there's just so much heart when you talk about, you know, how you really feel about these, you know. The mm-hmm. movies and what they mean to you and your family, and what it's great. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this, we'll say, extended episode with our amazing <laughs> guest, Laura House. We, um, we thank you, and we will talk to you all again next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review, it helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.